Friend, please help Spirit-Filled Hearts Ministry by supporting the cost to produce Spirit-Filled Radio and Podcast for this current fiscal year. You can become a partner with Spirit-Filled Hearts by donating monthly. Your contributions make a difference in the lives of all those who listen to our radio shows and podcasts. Thank you for your support. Go to spiritfilledhearts.org and click on the donate button. That's spiritfilledhearts.org. Oh Lord, I need you. Welcome to Finding Your Way on Spirit Filled Radio with hosts Ralph Linsmeyer and Mark Prather. Ralph and Mark are successful business professionals, members of the Catholic CEO group Legatus, and generous donors to Catholic schools and charities. This show is dedicated to sharing the testimonies of those serving God in big and small ways and helping listeners walk in the footsteps of Christ. Here is your host to make introductions. Hello, this is Mark Prather with Ralph Linsmeyer on Spirit-Filled Radio Network, and welcome to our show, Finding Your Way. Let's open with a prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we give thanks for this opportunity to come together in your name and to explore how we can help to move more in your direction, to embrace the Holy Spirit, to embrace Jesus Christ, and to, when it's all said and done, meet you in your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Friends, we have a very special guest today, a special treat. I am truly honored to interview my dear friend, Mark Prather, and my co-host on our show, Finding Your Way. Now, Mark and I are becoming, have really become dear friends in the course of about a three-year period. I met him for the first time as he was presenting to a group of young Catholic professionals. And I, I, I saw Mark, I, I met him before his presentation, but he truly wowed me with his inspirational vision of the world, and what, what he actually thought was possible for all these young people. Mark is a dynamic and innovative corporate leader with a proven track record of successfully building businesses and has focused on helping renters and homeowners achieve financial independence in these challenging times. Mark is the author of the very compelling, insightful book by The Rich Stay Rich and The Poor Stay Poor. Friends, now sit back and discover how one person in partnership with others, can literally change the world around them. Mark, I've been very inspired by your personal story. A story uh, that's started in troubling times, I understand. But Mark, it's interesting because, you know, people often don't accomplish much in life until they're inspired. But once they're inspired, nothing can hold them back. That's especially true if they're inspired by the Lord. Mark, can you just give us a little sense of your background, where you came from? Well, thank you, Ralph. I come from humble beginnings. My father, my parents are basically 18 years older than I am. I was born in Los Angeles County General Hospital. Uh, my childhood up into high school was in Compton, uh, California. And, and neither of my parents had high school diplomas. The many aunts and uncles I had on both sides, none of them had high school diplomas. So what was common in the community, and first in our family, was not much money, uh, we moved a lot, mostly because my father was getting laid off uh, from different jobs. I was at seven schools by the time I was in fourth grade. There was not a lot of education, a lot of, a lot of knowledge, and there was not a lot of belief. You know, I mean, God was not in our house. We didn't go to church as a family. Uh, and so this childhood, even in spite of all that, I still learned a lot. And one of the most important things I learned is the foundation of how powerful 
what we believe is. See, in our family, uh, and, and if you come from a family where it's basically near poverty, where the people struggle financially, the, you know, and, and they're not a lot of education, the big challenge is what you believe. And my favorite verse is Matthew nine twenty nine, which is according to your faith, be it unto you. And, what, and this is exactly why it's my favorite verse, because if you come from that environment, you believe what you see, what you live, what you exist, and the prospect of some, uh, there being something more than that. It's hard to wrap your mind around, and it's hard to it's hard to believe it, and that has what my whole life journey has been about. It's it's been about really two questions: is is God real, and number two is what's possible. So, Mark, you know, um, you came from a challenging upbringing, and and I think you you had mentioned something about your parents and relationships in the past. And last time we had conversations. But you threw yourself into work, too, okay? And you became pretty extraordinarily successful in, in short order. So let's talk about those inspirational ideas that you have. And what does that mean today? Well, I was very motivated in high school to have a better life. And so I took some extra classes, you know, graduated from high school a semester early, went to Cypress College for a semester there. And as I was, you know, taking these different classes, I the idea in my mind was that I, was, I didn't really feel like I was learning anything much more than what I just learned in high school. And so I, I knew that I could get a real estate license within six weeks and get into an industry where you could make some money. So that's what I did. I got my real estate license, started selling houses. After a year, I moved over to the mortgage side as a loan officer. And I was just pursuing this um, objective of what's possible. And I worked hard. I worked really hard. And did well, and then at 22, in 1981, when there was interest rates were at record highs, the company I was with was struggling, and I left and started my own mortgage company, Mark One Mortgage, which I've had now for, for 41 years. So it's, it's been quite a journey, and it's been a challenging journey. And as you know, Ralph, at 49, I had a massive heart attack. And the key point in bringing that up is I've had a financially successful life. However, I paid a big price. The, the heart attack caused massive heart damage. I was in critical condition for like 10 days. And laying there in critical condition, I had so much heart damage. I, your heart provides your oxygen. So I, I was so weak, I couldn't pick up a fork. But laying there, my mind worked really well. And you know, I was praying to God and, and I was examining my life. And I knew exactly why I was there, how I got there. And what, how I got there was being attached to the world, chasing the world, chasing the, con- the human condition of more that was never enough. And just, ch- you know, it was kind of like the hamster wheel, just going harder and faster and harder and faster. And, but it was all at being attached to the world. And so that was the big, the big epiphany and the big awareness that I had it all wrong. So Mark, I can really relate because I certainly was chasing as well. And but as I have come to know you more and more over the last three years, I really know a man of peace, of peace, a man of faith. And it inspires me just, 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 you know, just actually looking at you right now, eyeball to eyeball, just knowing and seeing that peace. Could you comment about what you've actually discovered after coming out of that health challenge or heart attack? And what have you found? I've found certainty. certainty. I love it. Yeah, I've found certainty that God is is real not as god real not as god alive and jesus christ is real and jesus christ is alive but they are profoundly involved in every 
bit of our lives at a level we never imagined possible. I want to share with you um, one of those moments. When I had this the, the heart damage, I couldn't work. I was on the heart transplant list and just waiting. Yeah, my heart was so severely damaged. I mean, I, I, I could barely walk across the room. And months were going by. You don't get a heart transplant quickly. And so months kept going by, and I'd you know, go into the cardiologist, and they'd do a check. And, and after a number of months, um, went in, and they did my echocardiogram and that, and I get this phone call. And I answer the phone. It's on my cell phone, and it's a nurse. And she says, well, you calling for Mark Prather. I said, well, this is Mark. She says, well, we've got your test results. I said, okay, well, great. Can you tell me what this She goes, well, doctor asked me not to tell you. He'd like to tell you. Now, I immediately thought that was bad news. So I said, okay, great. So he gets on the phone and he said, Mark, you know, I never get to make this phone call. You know, he's the cardiologist for the heart failure clinic. And he said, your heart's recovered. He goes, that just does not happen. He said, it's, you're back to normal. He said, you can resume your life. Because see, I couldn't, Go to altitude. We I couldn't. You know, we have a condo in Mammoth. Couldn't do that. I couldn't fly. Couldn't do any of that thing. I mean, that in and of itself is a physical miracle. But here's what it led to, and this is where I want to answer your question specifically, Ralph. Is that now he's in this place? Where, what now? And the good news was my heart was back and I could resume my life. But the challenge was, what does that look like? And where, how do I go forward? Or what do I do? And we were in a good place financially, so I didn't need to go back to the, the stress of being a business owner and trying to you know, run a business and all of that. And I prayed about that and I thought about it a lot. Then I had this awareness. And here's what the awareness was, is that I, was, I felt like I was a fireman who had been critically burned and damaged and had barely survived and then had the choice to say, do I want to go back to be a fireman? And if I go back to fireman, can I run back into a burning house again to save someone? And going back to my company, to my business, to enter that building again, to that life again, it scared me. I mean, it, it scared me a lot because it was, I looked at it kind of as a life and death decision. And then it occurred to me that only God knew how afraid I was. And Jesus says, you know, we have to be willing to lose our life for him. So, friends, it's interesting because uh, I know Mark well, and there's no doubt that that word certainty is something that I feel describes Mark. It's peace and certainty. But he also brings an inspirational element to almost everything he does. He's still fully in the world in a sense because his business is doing well, extremely well. He works uh, long hours. At the same time, he is actually drawn into this, this ministry. He is very much compelled to share his faith with others, especially young people. And that's where we happened to, to meet uh, together at this presentation he made to the Young Catholic Professional Group. So, Mark, you know, it's a troubling time that we're in right now. We, we're, unfortunately, the church is not seeing a lot of young people in the pews. I heard the statistics are something like six out of seven young Catholics are no longer going to church. What are your thoughts about the challenging times that we're in? Well, first, it, they're sad to see. I've done a lot of research on this, and the statistics are incredible to, to see the the fact that atheism in this country used to be 2-3%, now it's, the reports are showing 20-25%, 40-45% of people now identify them 
themselves as no religious affiliation of any kind. Uh, this country has moved away from faith in a, in a dramatic way over the past 30, 40 years. And it's this country is really the only country that has been uh, strongly rooted in Christianity in, in the world. But this is because of the certainty, because of the journey that I've experienced over my life in pursuing finding out about, you know, finding whether, you know, God is real. And now that I have that certainty, it fires me up to try to present, you know, that to younger people particularly, but it's not easy. It's not easy. So that's, you know, I'm trying to do that in many different ways. And this, this, this program is one of them. So, you know, in Matthew, Matthew 5, 6, we're told, Paul told us, St. Paul said, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. And so it's so many of you out there, friends, are you're just hungry and thirst, thirsting for the Lord, and, and and so we can certainly relate to that. Um, it's interesting the challenges of our faith today. There are challenges that are very big and 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 substantial, but they can be overcome. And so um, this ministry is trying to do that. So, Mark, what other opportunities do you see ahead where we can actually share our faith with people today? Well, we had a guest not too long ago, Joe Baldo, who has a program called Higher Ground. And I was so moved. I, you know, I love young people, particularly the young teenagers. You know, when I got out of high school, I volunteered. I love sports, and I coached teenagers, you know, 13 and 14-year-olds in basketball. Then at 25, you know, I got married, and my wife and I have four adult children now, but I coached them in basketball. And when I met Joe, I uh, was so impressed with his program, went out recently to Lincoln Park in Anaheim, where he has his higher ground program. And if you want to be inspired, you want to see a man driven and motivated by God, and you want to see the power of God's love reaching and, and impacting young people, Joe and what he has going there is an example of that. So I'm excited to get involved with Joe as far as not only contributing financially to what he's doing, but trying to expand his program and to... The biggest thing I've learned about whether they're non-believers or believers, people are too dependent on their eyes. They need to see. And that's why what to me is so exciting about Joe is this is something tangible that they can see. And when people's faith is kind of waning, you know, it's feeling wobbly, they can see, you know, the power of God's love and, and how it's reaching people, especially the young people. This is Ralph Linsmeyer and Mark Prather on Spirit-Filled Radio, Finding Your Way. And today we're speaking with our special guest, Mark Prather, my friend. So, Mark, it's interesting. Um, we all, from time to time, feel trapped. Trapped by circumstances, troubling thoughts. We just can't escape these things. It seems like we're challenged. But how do we sometimes, how can we break out of those challenges that, that are, seem to trap us from time to time? You know, the key word to that is faith. Now, I've taken the word faith and turned it into an acronym. So, I want to share with you. Picture this word faith, F-A-I-T-H. F stands for Focus. We will move in the direction of what we think. The power of our mind is powerful. So we need to focus on the direction we want to go. In most cases, we get into trouble because we, our mind is so filled with nonsense. And it's filled with what I believe are demons you know, or Satan, but it's filled with bad stuff. And we have to take our, our gaze away from the negativity. And we have to focus on whatever direction we want to go. So that's F. A is ambition. You have to have God-sized goals. You have to believe that amazing things are possible because they absolutely are. 
I mean, I've lived that, and that's why I'm so fired up to help. I is integrity. B, somebody people can trust. T is tenacity, and this speaks to your very question. We will get knocked down over and over and over again. The tenacity to get up and keep moving forward, and then H is humility. Is no, it's all, this is all because of God, not us. I love it. I love it, Mark. Hey, you know, it's interesting, um, that, that an acronym on faith is, is powerful. It's almost like a prayer. And so, and so we're all involved in various kinds of prayer, yet our life is so busy. Can you tell us about your prayer life? Excellent question, Ralph, because um, I, I want to share with you that people don't understand how important prayer is. Here's the place, and this is part of the, the certainty. It's taken me a lifetime to get to the place of certainty in, in my faith. And here's what comes along with that certainty is that I can't make it without God. Beautiful. I believe. That's in, knowledge. Yeah. That's knowledge. I've heard it say you know, it's surrender, it's humility, but it's to me it's just the acceptance of the reality is I believe in perpetual prayer. You want to have a great life. You want to move forward. And we all want to move forward in a straight line with as few bumps in the road being perpetual prayer wake up praying. Yeah, I try to keep the radio off in my car so that when I'm commuting from point A to point B, every opportunity where there's a pause, I go into prayer. The more time you stay in prayer, the more guidance you're going to get, the more serenity you're going to have, the involvement uh, that you have with God will, and the Holy Spirit goes to a higher level. And that's where the peace comes and the guidance and the amazing things happen. That's the higher ground you were talking about. Yeah. So, you know, Mark, we all have personal yearnings. We have goals. We have aspirations. Where do those things fit into the world? I mean, you know, the, you're, you're, we're called to that higher ground. So where do those yearnings and all those things fit into the world? Well, for me, I'm 63 now. And here's what I believe. You know, God knows our whole story. He's created a story for us, a path. And he's guiding us every step of the way to prepare us, not for this world. See, we want this world to be heaven. And that's not the purpose of this world. This world, our life is driven where the the purpose of this world is to prepare us for eternal life. And we have to go through a lot of molding. And the prouder you are, the more painful the molding process is. If you are clay, you're easy to mold. Humility, humble people are like clay. They're easy to mold. Proud people hey, you are know, like let granite. Me, let me introduce you. Mark, that is so beautiful. You had this crisis, the health crisis, and that puts you in the molding process. Interesting how challenges sometimes come together to make something powerful happen. Well, if you're a prideful, and I was as prideful as they get, if you're a prideful person, then you're like granite. How do you mold granite? You got to take a chisel and a hammer, and chip away. And is that painful? Heck yeah, it's painful. So if you're experiencing a lot of pain, that's a key part of it, is it's the only way to mold you to be ready for the kingdom of God. In this day and age, is it possible, in this world, can Jesus be a model? Can he be a role model? Absolutely. Now, there's two parts of that. Can we walk perfectly as Jesus walked? No. But to know how he did it gives us the example that we need. And I think one of the key reasons that 
God became man on this planet is so that we could have that model so that we could, we're visual people. We're too visual. I like to say we're blinded by our eyes, but having Christ here to physically walk and have his life documented. Now we can see what, what that model and what our lives should look like. It's interesting to me, Mark, because, you know, with all the successes that you've had in life and continue to have, what do those successes mean to you in the big scheme of things? Well, the successes that I've had, I still see that my life is just on this journey where it's still about serving. I felt like the, the first part of my life, which is really like, the, let's say the last 40 years, has really been about preparing for right now. And what right now is really about is not about me. It's about serving. And it's about, there is a crisis in our church. There's a crisis of faith in our country. And it, it's about, it's been, this whole journey of mine has been about preparing to be a warrior for Christ, to take on this faith crisis in our country. That's beautiful, Mark. Friends, I'd like to share something really important with you because uh, Mark is one of those very special guys. But in Isaiah, Isaiah 43, 4, Isaiah was dialoguing with God like we try to do, like Mark does all the time, I'm sure. Okay. Okay, so God told Isaiah these words, you are precious to me and you are glorious and I love you. Now, friends, you are precious. I'm going to say these words to Mark because he and you are made in the image of God. You actually literally reflect his light and love on your best days. Not always, but a lot, okay? So, Mark, you are precious to me and you are glorious and I love you. Friends, you are precious to me and glorious and I love you. Mark, these words really are something because if we're precious and glorious, made in his image, we're called to something very, very special. It's interesting when, when we think about the faith that's a gift, okay, and it's profound, what does that mean? What's, what, what are we called to? As Augustine says, you know, our hearts are restless until they rest in thee, that we all have a big hole in the middle of our chest that we're trying to fill. And there's that emptiness. And you know, as you know, Thomas Aquinas talks about there's four vices that most of us try to fill it with. You know, it's pride, it's power, you know, it's pleasure, it's wealth. But none of those will fill that hole. Only one thing will fill that hole. And that is, that is Jesus Christ. That is, that is God. If we do not connect with it, then that's what we're called to do is to move forward. And when, when, you, when we fill our lives and we fill our hearts with Jesus Christ, everything else falls into place around us. But if we don't do that, then there's this void. And we're always asking the question because we feel the void. We know the void. And we're like, there's a missing piece. Like, and we look every other place except Jesus Christ. Right, Mark. I've heard that faith, we have so many gifts, but faith is our most profound gift. So if you think about that, your faith, it's brought meaning to your life. But what does your faith mean at this stage of your life? Well, first, it's the foundation of everything. There's, you know, Jesus said, you think I came to unite. I did not. I came to divide. Now, here's what that basically means. What's the division? Those are faith, people of faith and those that are not. And there's just no reconciling the two. We all have to make that choice. So the first thing is we need to make the choice of faith and then need to advance our lives in that way. Because, see, here's the other thing is hope is really important. Right. But hope without action, nothing happens. And so, so many of us 
are paralyzed by the lies that they hear in their mind all day, every day. I mean, whether it's Satan or demons, but we all have in our subconscious that voice that's saying, you're not good enough, you're not smart enough, you're not good looking enough, you're not able to do this. We all hear that. And I can tell you, Satan, he does his job well. You know, these demons, you hear them in your head all the time, and nobody wants to talk about whether where that voice is coming from. Everyone's just say, well, yeah, you know, it's just kind of negative stuff. That's part of the human condition. Hey, I'd look at it. Is there, those, those voices are coming from someplace. And it's paralyzing even people of faith. And you cannot let it paralyze you. Because to have faith and to have hope is great, but it's not enough. You have to take action. You have to advance your life. Right. Now, Paul tells us in Romans, God works all things for good for those who love him. And so as we kind of wind down here in our show, all things for good. There's a lot of people that are facing all kinds of challenges, but all things for good. Mark, can you actually close us with with prayer? Okay, sure. Dear Heavenly Father, I give thanks for this opportunity to share with, with Ralph and with the audience here on my faith journey and what an amazing journey it's been and really humbled by it and, and grateful. And I pray that what I've shared today can reach some people and touch them in a way that they will be inspired because everything is about pursuit of loving you. And the things that we get so lost in in this world just simply don't matter. All things here will turn to dust as we will. But when we embrace you, embrace you in your glory, then that's how all things turn to good. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank you, Mark. It's been a very special honor, and you are indeed a blessing to all of us. God bless you. Thank you, Ralph. You've been listening to Finding Your Way with hosts Ralph Linsmeyer and Mark Prather. For more, go to spiritfilledmedia.org. That's spiritfilledmedia.org. In closing, we share this word from 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 21. To this you have been called, because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his footsteps. Take care, friend. If you're enjoying these podcasts, please consider supporting Spirit-Filled Hearts Ministry with a one-time or monthly gift. Spirit-Filled Hearts Ministry is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. We are only funded by generous donors who believe in our mission to evangelize.